and welcome to Listen, a podcast that revolves around these two guys and their ideas and opinions, because, bitch, we love the spotlight. I'm Dan. And I'm Jimmy. <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, you know, when you're in school or, I don't know, Bible study, and you're not supposed to laugh. Bible study. I don't know. <laughs> It says church and it's the first thing that popped in my mind not that i go to church but nothing wrong with it <laughs> oh my god because <laughs> <laughs> you kept doing like two two wait two oh so then i'm like okay he's going no he's not there he goes it's called it's called radio experience look it up i don't know <laughs> i went to school for that Listen, well not radio I but i took a journaling class a I... journalist well, I took an audiovisuals class when I was in school. Excuse me. I'm dead silence, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, god damn it. I can't talk. It's what you will hear when people hear your jokes. That was so, I was so badly delivered. I'm sorry, <laughs> I take it back. Dead silence on me. Yeah. Oh, oh that was oh, painful. I'm sorry. If you could have this... A few seconds back, I would give them to you. <laughs> but yeah, this is more or less what you're going to be listening to in this podcast. It's a messy, Very. but it's got potential. So much. So much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, a baby drag queen. Yeah, totally. Right? Like discovering her brand. Yeah. And, and what this drag queen is about. Yeah. I like, okay, I don't know if we can say these people. These people's names, but it's like the queen that came out of the box. Yeah, and yeah. Her evolution. Yeah. To now. I think you can say it, right? Shangela. Shangela. Yeah. Right. I it's don't not a secret. I'm so. <laughs> it's I, not a secret. I'm like, will we get in trouble for saying people's names? Shangela, the secret drag queen. Shh. <laughs> That's Alyssa Edwards, but always and forever. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This podcast is probably not going to be about drag queens. No. No. But, but yeah, but it's definitely the same journey because we're discovering our brand and what we're all about. But we're going to start about with us yes. because, you know, we're just sitting here, two guys that really love a spotlight. Like, if you could see Jimmy right now. <laughs> He's, he's just like, while I was saying spotlight, he was like fixing his hair. <laughs> well, the thing is, I was coming over here and I was like, oh, I rented a car. I had to return it. I don't have the rental car anymore. That means I either have to take the bus, walk or ride my bike. And I didn't do one of none of them. So I was like, I'm not going nowhere. And I saw a message and I was seeing hoping you'd be like you know what i can't record today and i was like all right but <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that long to get here and now i'm here but my hair is messed up so yeah. <laughs> trying to fix it at the mention of that spotlight you're like okay where is it where is it exactly. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> right so uh how we got here uh, we, this has been an idea that we have for quite a while. That is correct. Uh, it's all started with a group of friends that we had. We were about eight. Mm-hmm. And 
it was oh so funny when we got together to talk and we talk about anything and everything, and we just like sit there and talk and we like. You feel like 20 minutes have been passed and no, mm. we've actually been sitting and talking for about eight hours. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we should put some coin on this. We yeah. should record this. But, you know, coordinating eight people, it's kind of difficult. <laughs> actually, coordinating two of us. Exactly. <laughs> you just it's heard that much I'm a diva. Yeah. I'm not going out of the house. I don't have a car anymore. Oh my God, that's right though. <laughs> I'm not going to take the bus. In my defense... I'm coming to you. You're just sitting at home. So. But the, the studio is here. Like, like Beyonce doesn't, doesn't... Well, she probably has a studio at her she place. She probably... Oh, please, come on. <laughs> you know goddamn what she does. <laughs> Beyonce. Beyonce, everybody comes to her. Yeah. Especially now she's got the kids. She ain't going nowhere. Yeah, but we're not Beyonce. Let me break that to you. Mm. I'm sorry. Unfortunately. <laughs> well... I am comfortable with being who I am. <laughs> I didn't deliver that with complete confidence, but I am. <laughs> so, so let's talk about us again. Let's talk about us again. Yeah, Beyonce has already enough spotlight as it is. Right. Yeah. So I'm Venezuelan. I came to Iceland about four years ago, mm-hmm. and it's been a wild ride. It's been tons of ups and downs, and we can talk about that in depth. In another episode. Oh, we should talk about exes sometime. Yes. We we should. We should. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Juicy. Uh, Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. See, making making already suspense to feel like next episode is going to be. Is it going to be about exes? Is it not? Exactly. And maybe if if some of our exes listen to this, this podcast, they'll be like, oh my God, I hope they don't talk about me. Oh, bitch, we'll, we'll talk, we're about talk about you. Oh, you're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> we keep almost clapping. Do you see that? We're like going back, hands out, and then like, oh, nope, stop. <laughs> so how about you? How did you get here into this Iceland, uh, Iceland which is an island <laughs> in, in, in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean? Oh, my God. We are really selling this podcast. Oh my god. It's like only people can hear us. They can't see how ridiculous we are. <laughs> no. So then it's even more ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, so how I got here. Um, I am half Icelandic, half American. And I decided to move here. It's almost eight years. It is eight years ago. Wow. Um, and yeah. I moved here and got to know another side of myself, I guess. Another what? Another side to myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I tuned out there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could see it in your face. You were like, <laughs> another what? <laughs> kind of waiting for my cue to, stop, to, to like, talk again. He's like, oh, he's talking about himself now. I'm going to drift away. Wait for my cue. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Basically, yes. That's what happened. <laughs> oh, my God. This is off to a great start. Oh, like always. <laughs> I, I like, opened the door. No, you opened the door. And I was like, I'm here. And you were like, we don't accept miracles. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we don't accept God in this house. Yeah. 
Because I told him, I said, I'm going to be late, but if by some miracle chance, I'll be on time. Bitch, I was on time. Yeah, you were. Mm -hmm. You were. Okay, enough about my punctuality. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to talk in this episode, just going to have a bit of a Norwegian story about us, because, you know, this podcast is about us. Yeah, so it's fair that you guys know the story of how we met. Mm -hmm. Like, you know that this is a an idea that we've had for a while, <laughs> and we're just trying it out. But you have, you guys actually don't know where, where we met. Yeah, our, yeah. our beginnings, yeah. our humble beginnings, so oh, we say. humble beginnings, yeah. My journey. <laughs> uh, journey to our friendship. <laughs> that sounds like a bad movie. I know, right? Like a B movie from like, the 80s early 90s but the actors are animals yes <laughs> of course because he, he, this story will be super lame on humans exactly <laughs> i'm i have enough of humans <laughs> okay so i started in the choir yeah and i what left choir oh yes let's <clears throat> just give more details so i started in the hinsenkoren the queer choir of reykjavik and I took time off because I remember I left, I came back, and there was another little brown boy taking my spotlight. And a little tenor. Yeah. Yeah. We're both tenors, if you hadn't heard of the voices yet. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the better one, obviously. Uh, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> when we get a real following, we'll have a sing-off. No, we won't. But Yeah. Maybe, maybe if we do 100 episodes... We'll do a live episode where we where we sing, sing off key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like see who sings on uh, on key the most. Exactly. <clears throat> Bitch, I'm kind of up for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because so, I want to see if I need to improve myself or not. Which you can always improve oneself. Yeah, but you know, to get up on this level, it's gonna oh take my a God. while. You know what? Anyway, we were in the <laughs> choir. <laughs> yeah. So so we started at the Reykjavik Queer Choir, or mm -hmm. Hinsingen Koren in Icelandic. I started singing with the choir. I, I'm going to say 2017. Wasn't before? I think it was 2017. It might, yeah. I guess because then I came back to Reykjavik. I lived in Poland and then the north of Iceland. And then I moved to Reykjavik. And started singing again. That's probably yeah, about right. More or less. Mm -hmm. So you probably joined back in 2018, the beginning of 2018. It... Yes, because I came and I saw you guys in a concert first. Yeah. And then I started again. That's yeah. right. Because I, I started in the fall. Mm -hmm. And I did the Christmas concert. Mm-hmm. And then I guess you started in January. That's right. Like around that time. Yeah. So when I started school. What a mistake. I was in... And that was when we were doing so many extra shows. Like I left and we were doing... We were like... A, we're a very strong choir. Yeah. And then doing a few extra gigs. And then when I came back, there were like 20 extra gigs before the concert. Oh my God, yes. There, there was like... There were several gigs where we just like uh, sing. I remember I we once sung outside, 
mm. with the wind and everything. Oh my god! And <laughs> I totally lost my voice days before oh the, the Christmas concert of that year. And it was just like I, I was just a total mess. Like, oh my god, we're we gonna sing and losing our using your voice and then being on like ginger and strep seals and, <laughs> and all that like all the home remedies yeah <laughs> what you got give it to me yeah Pray, praying uh, praying to all the gods like ursula oh give it to me yeah. <laughs> i don't my, want those legs give me the voice give me my vocal cords back please <laughs> i need them well um that was a lot of craziness, but it was nice to go back. But that's the thing with the... I think... Maybe it's not so rare, but I feel like men... Unless it's um, an all-man choir, there's usually fewer men in choirs. And then tenors are also so few. And that's a, that's what our choir kind of is. But like... <clears throat> excuse me. Our choir director has said, our male voices are pretty powerful. I mean, I sound like I'm cocky or something, but that's just what she told me. I'm just going to... I mean, just maybe quoting. she was lying to me, but... <laughs> You're just quoting. She was trying to build you I'm up, maybe. Quoting. Yeah, exactly. She's like, I don't want him to quit, so I'm just going to give him a compliment. <laughs> it's not true, but... <laughs> no, so we weren't... We are always... I don't know, like... The most seven tenors, right? Yeah, at the most. Uh, and, and there's like 30 altos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 70 sopranos <laughs> and like 23 bass. Exactly. And seven tenors. And seven tenors. Humble. <laughs> I, I remember specifically when we were rehearsing for a spring concert, I guess. Mm. And our choir conductor made a post on our Facebook group was like very detailed and and with different uh, pointers for each voices. And there was one where she was like, yeah, and for those who are singing very, like, I don't want to say loudly, but like <laughs> on, <laughs> on, uh, uh, with a high voice, like, remember to keep it like low and everything. And, and it was like, I feel very attacked, first of all. Because you know in the hashtag she wrote Danilo. <laughs> I'm not shading you, but you know who you are. Yeah. If you feel attacked, there's a reason. There's a reason. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm gonna be honest, like when you started in the choir again, I just had no opinions about you. I was just like, yeah, uh, someone else. Oh, I didn't like you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. It's not that I didn't like you, but it, it was. I don't know. It was that you, you. I didn't know you, and so I was kind of like on the defense for some reason. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I was feeling. I was feeling my insecure bitch. That's what it was. Oh I mean, that's. Let's be honest. That's what it was. I'm gonna be honest and true and say that's what it was. Well, then there's also maybe because I was the first tenor. I mean, still am, but okay. Bitch, you're not even in the choir right now. I'm the first tenor, so don't you even. <laughs> Look at him trying to take the spotlight again. Understudy much? 
<laughs> no, but then it was it was actually kind of nice because um, we just kind of got each other's humor. Yeah. Once we got to know each other. And I'm like, I'm not going to be this bitch that's like, I knew. Because you know what it is? It's like divas putting divas against each other. Yeah, I know. It, Which is totally stupid. Yeah. Like, even... I mean, I'm not that much of a pop listening person. But mm. I do listen to my pop here and, here and there. Yeah. But I find the whole... Um, how do you get that? Like, comparison between pop artists. Tired. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you want to do that like they all have different concepts and they all bring different things to the table so it it, it is very but you know they only do that with the women of course and if they were more gay artists they would do with the gays too yeah totally i mean i don't know if that are are we more catty i don't know but anyway the thing is like if we are Mariah and Whitney, obviously I'm Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we can make a... Not a solo. What did you say? A duo together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're Whitney. No, you're Mariah. No, I'm Whitney. Ah, you're Whitney. I'm sorry. Don't start Again, n- not completely listening. <laughs> 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 I gotta work on that. Honesty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're Whitney, mm-hmm. but I'm Bjork. Like another level. Bitch, God-tier. you can't do that. <laughs> if I just said I'm Whitney and you're Mariah, you can't come in and say you're Whitney and I'm Bjork. Also, also, we started this this stream of consciousness talking about how horrible it is to pit pop <laughs> artists against one another. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. So Whitney gets Bjork. <laughs> so who would win? I. I do have one story about us uh, when we were first meeting in the choir, mm. like, and it was just like me trying to say things, but they um, not coming out in the best way. <laughs> <laughs> like me, me putting my foot in my mouth is basically something that I do regularly and a lot. <laughs> so I remember, it's a characteristic yeah, I remember we were once rehearsing. Not at the usual place where we where we do it, mm-hmm. but in one of the schools. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And our usual pianist, pianist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think uh, about? Yeah, uh, was there, and I remember you like, like you know, totally fangirling about the, uh, how talented this guy was, which is true. This guy was very talented, and you yes. mentioned that to me, and I wanted to tell you so that you were also talented. In your own way, but I remember saying like, "It's okay, you'll find your own talent one day." And I was like, "Oh," <laughs> and then you were like, "Bitch," it's like, "Oh, we going there? Oh, what do you mean? I'll find my talent. I am the talent." I mean, I, I totally get why you didn't like me in the first place because I would say things like this. But, you know, that's the thing. Then we started throwing shade at each other. We got each other's humor. It was really nice and really fun, right? Yeah. And then, because there were so few tenors, the choir um, signed up for the... It's not a choir competition. What did you say? A no, comp it's like a, a... choir retreat sort of thing? Yeah, I would say it's like a choir meetup or something. Like, yeah. yeah. There's like a bunch of choirs from Europe and like mm-hmm. America, I would guess. Yeah, they can come over. Yeah, there were yeah. there were some 
choirs from America. Yeah. So it's an event called Various Voices. Mm-hmm. And 2018 mm-hmm. was set in Munich. Yeah, it was 2018. Yeah. yeah. So we we did the whole practicing for a normal semester, you know, Christmas and spring. And then we we're also doing extra stuff for mm. various voices. And it ended up mean the the two of us. Yeah. The two on only tenors going there. And that was a bit brutal at that moment because during the um concert that spring there were seven of us. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then when we were talking about going to Munich, there we dropped down to four. Yeah. And then one person dropped out and another person dropped out. And it was the two of us. And I remember looking at you being like, oh, fuck. Are we going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was initially not going to go because back then... I didn't know that. Yeah. But wait. Back then, I was still on the verge of not knowing if I was still going to be here in this mm. country because my current job was about to end and I hadn't found the new job so I could keep my visa. So traveling while being in that immigration mm. limbo was not the best. Yeah. But I had uh, helped with the choir a lot and, you know, through graphic design and all mm-hmm. that. And they let me borrow the money mm-hmm. to sign up for various voices. Mm-hmm. So I just had to pay for my own... Uh, like... St- yeah. I want to say gisting. Gisting, yeah. <laughs> I, I had the same thing in my mouth. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I should say this though. What? But, but I mean it's been 2 years. I don't know if I should say this. I mean we were only two choirs. They always there's that post that they put on the Instagram that said these are our tenors if and if they ever went on strike or something we're in trouble or, or if anybody should get paid they should get paid or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I, I at the, <clears throat> at that point, I totally found it like like too much. Like mm-hmm. coming coming from Venezuela, she was like, "Oh my god, this is this is too much. It's the most pressure." Yeah. And but it, it turned out to be like a really great experience. It like was just meeting people that had the same singing uh, interest, and they mm-hmm. were so talented. Mm-hmm. And also, oh, there are so many talented choirs there. Yeah, so many. And also, it was a great opportunity for us to to get along better yeah, and yeah, like yeah. <laughs> get to know each other. Yeah. And, yeah. and and kind of like start our, our friendship, our relationship, because mm-hmm. uh, we were the only two tenors. So oh my god! Like... Remember the breakfast? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we were talking about one of the exes. Yeah, <laughs> that that was probably the point for me where our relationship started yeah because i don't know why but we were like okay let's let's meet for breakfast and mm-hmm. we just got some breakfast like close to the hotel where the entire choir was meeting uh, i don't know if it was like before or after a practice because we had one practice around 7 a.m was oh ungodly God. <laughs> but but i think i think it was after yeah. but that's totally not relevant, but but, <laughs> but we went for coffee and and food, 
And we sat outside because it was May. It was nice out there. It was so good weather. It was so such good weather. And I remember get, getting a coffee. And the second I oh sit gosh. there, <laughs> like the second, like I had any, I had just paid for the coffee. Like I just put it on the table and I spilled it everywhere. And I was just like, oh, this, this is such a mess. <laughs> <laughs> And then the the girls that were running the coffee shop were just like, oh my God, why? So so early. <laughs> I don't get paid enough. <laughs> exactly. But I will say they were nice. They were and they made us, uh, they made you another one. I didn't spill my coffee. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> but they were nice. They were, and I think that was the point where, where we actually got to know each other a little bit better. Because mm-hmm. we talked more and... Uh, I think like our guards were down and we were not talking we were not talking in a more professional way. I mean exactly. Time. And if somebody spills some shit <laughs> and you see how they like fumble around and Oh, they're human. They're human. And we <laughs> laughed about it. And so because I knew if it if you spilled it and one, if you were in rude to the people about getting another coffee, which you weren't then I was like, okay, that bitch in my tea. Um, or <laughs> if you would have spilled it and been like too embarrassed, then it would have been like, oh, maybe our humors don't match on the same level. But then when we both kind of laughed about it, and then I poked fun at you, I threw some shade, and you laughed. I was like, okay, we cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I also remember a point. When we were doing one of the three uh, performances that mm-hmm. we were there on that during that time, because it was a an event that spanned for five days, yeah. various choices. So we had one, and we were in line to go to the stage, and I remember like telling you like, "Step your pussy up," <laughs> and then, <laughs> and you were like, uh, like the re- the reply you gave me <laughs> was just like. Okay, okay, bitch. <laughs> like, okay, uh, I, I'm not messing with this guy exactly. anymore. <laughs> because I think people can can see me, and if they haven't seen that side of me, then they think I'm maybe kind of more shy and a little bit more meek or something. But then, if you open that can of worms, <laughs> bitch, I'm going to go fishing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better believe it. It was it was totally open there. Yeah. <laughs> but that was fun, and and then we we when we come back and mm-hmm. and the during the rest of the time we just have this banter mm-hmm. that everybody else in the choir sometimes doesn't really understand. Oh my god! Because <laughs> when we throw shade at one another, there there I can feel like the other end like of the altos. You be like. Oh, Exactly. Oh my god! <laughs> and I remember our choir director once kind of looked at us and was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> like I'm like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. And then it kind of we I mean we just kept going, kept going, and um, throwing shade just like so openly that people are like, "Okay, I get it." Yeah, not, they don't hate each other. There's no rivalry. There's no Bjork versus Whitney. <laughs> It's a duet. It's a duet. Bjork and Whitney. Exactly. 
That would be a very weird song, actually. That would be the weirdest. And I can't even I can't even imagine what it would be like. No. Because it's like two different worlds. Yeah. Which is the beauty of it though. Yeah. And maybe that's what make it magical. And that's why we should not pit them against one another. Exactly. I mean, unfortunately, we can't do it anyway because my queen is <laughs> no longer with <laughs> us. Oh. She's a bit dead. I'm sorry, what? She's a bit dead. It, listen, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick another one. I have plenty that I could. Yeah. And our, I think our dynamic just grew to a point that the summer of the following year, we, we got to do a song together. So we yeah. had to share the spotlight. So yeah. <laughs> so this podcast is also it comes from times of practicing in the choir yes. of, of sharing that spotlight. Exactly, being two little tenors, having to stand in front of everybody and make mistakes <laughs> in front of everybody yeah. and fix them. But it was also kind of nice because. Um, like it makes the dynamic like you trust the other person. Uh, I think I would have without that I would have learned to trust you, but it was like, listen, you guys are either gonna trust each other, or you're not, and it's gonna be good or it's gonna be bad, and it was really good. Yeah, so. I mean, it would have taken longer if we, we yeah, hadn't done for sure. And and it was uh, that we even had fun with it because mm-hmm. first we were just like you know trying to sing it but i remember there was one practice where we were just like looked at one another and we started doing like the theatricals yeah and yeah, like yeah, just yeah. Like, uh because i mean the song is uh the song that we did there was go west yeah uh and we were just like looking at looking at our like, looking to one another and like holding hands yeah. and all of that and everybody in the choir were at, at that practice, they were just like, they couldn't stop laughing. Exactly. <laughs> but, but some people also got tears. Yeah. So it was funny and touching. Just, <laughs> we delivered. <laughs> uh, again. Yeah. And I remember during the Pride concert that year. Yeah. I got people to come up to me and they were asking like, are you guys together? And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're good together, not that good. No, 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 no. no, no. Actually, I remember Martin was like, who's this Danilo? (laughs) Martin is your boyfriend? Yes. So, yeah. But people were like, are you guys together? No, 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 no. no, no." We're just artistic partners. Yeah. Like Penn and Teller. Yeah. When you said that, I almost didn't know who that was. (laughs) For a second, I was like, I'll just say, yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> or who could, who, who are some other, Howard Stern and what's her name? His woman. I don't know. I barely know who Howard Stern is. I saw like a biopic of him way back when. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, I was like, he is so raunchy and so whatever. But he's also kind of uh, deep sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't... Oh, Robin. Her name's Robin. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Like the two Mythbusters. You know. Yeah. Adam, Adam and Jamie. Oh. I had a crush on the Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Which one? Kind both? of the both of them, to be <laughs> honest. I was like... I remember watching them and I was like... I found it interesting. Like, they, they were, like, testing these things. 
But then I thought, like, their intelligence is cute. And they have some humor. But especially the bald one. Aren't they bald? Bald one. They're both very... Not the red-headed one. The other one. The one with the mustache or the one without the mustache? one with the mustache. Uh, It's Jamie. Jamie, okay. I mean, they both have mustache. I'm just... I was going to say, don't they have both mustaches (laughs) too? (laughs) Like, they, they both... They both have, okay. but I, I was just looking at it on on the internet to see like, yeah. okay, one one characteristic like one would would use a beret, yes, for the, the most beret, part, and the other one wouldn't, yes, the beret, the beret. Which, one. by the way, I love that you said. I was just looking at the internet. Yes, <laughs> I I looked at the internet. <laughs> Let's go check the Facebook. Yeah, kids, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, my bisexual ass mm-hmm. ha- had a crush on Carrie Byron and Tori. Oh wait, the girls that were in there. There was one girl. And oh, she boy. was. Yeah, she was super cute. Yeah, Carrie Byron. Carrie Byron. Uh, this is like red hair. This this red yes. hair. Yes. And, and she had like a super bright smile, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Tori, like the other one of the other support mythbusters. Yeah, I didn't know who that was. I think I dipped out before that. Yeah, but <laughs> my my bisexual ass had a crush on the both of them. Look at him, a greedy bitch on every level. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get... make me choose. Exactly, I'm gonna get backlash. Be like, bisexual people are not greedy. I am though. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, but no, you but you are greedy. No. Wow. I mean. You just... I just uh, okay. want money. Actually, let's think about it. What did we say in the beginning of this podcast? Two people that want the spotlight. If you want the spotlight, you're greedy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm willing to share it. Like, Look, I'm sharing it with you now. Because you have to. Oh, well, yes, I guess. <laughs> let's see. Like ten episodes from now, and she's gonna be like, uh, "Sorry, Jimmy's not gonna be here with us anymore. He died." <laughs> like that bitch didn't want to take the bus. I don't know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. He just he just went to bed one night and just didn't woke up. <laughs> I'm gonna make my own podcast. Forget you <laughs> with my buzzy microphone. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, oh my so, God. so we developed this kind of like duo thing and, yes. and, and yeah, to a point where outsiders would just ask if we were together and, and like, no, like we were just that good in our theatricality. Exactly. But, <laughs> but it's a, it, it's very interesting mm-hmm. because I, when I was in Venezuela, I would know people who were in choirs and, and and would do that regularly, like part of my social circle. Like a bunch of my friends have been in choirs or or, or very closely related to that kind mm-hmm. uh, of music world. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I came to Iceland where I joined the choir. Do you mean like... You joined the choir and became socially involved? Or what do you mean? No, I had never been part of a choir before. Like when I was oh. back home in yeah. Venezuela, I would do music here and there. Like I once had a band. 
Oh my god, that's right. We got to make a podcast about your band one day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, which died in 2010. Oh my god, 10 years ago. Uh, 2010 doesn't seem like that long ago. But then when I think about it's 2020. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck me. Yeah. So we disbanded in 2010. Uh, so I, I still keep in touch with some of them. But but yeah, that's that was what I would do music wise. Mm-hmm. But when I came to Iceland, I I joined the choir, mm-hmm. and it was this whole aspect of music for me. Yeah, because I you're not a soloist anymore. <laughs> yes, oh my God, I have to share the spotlight. <laughs> I have to sing on key. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes. If you have seen me sing in the choir, or if you've been in the choir with me, I'm going to say it. I, as a first tenor who sings the high notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what uh, What do you want to say? I, I would sometimes go over to the sopranos for a visit. Listen. <laughs> for, for coffee. This podcast <laughs> is officially worth it. To get this admission on tape... <laughs> <laughs> Let's put this on blast. <laughs> You're gonna get your own MP3 and just ex- extract yeah. that part <laughs> and listen to it to go to sleep all day. Every you know ASMR. This is my ASMR. Yes, he does the, the, the sopranos. The sopranos. He knows he doesn't sing on key, <laughs> but that's what practice is for. That is very true, but is that what concerts are for? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> I'm not saying I'm the biggest bitch, but <laughs> <laughs> but you're like buying all the all the tickets. Oh, all of them! It's a that. sold out show. <laughs> <laughs> But see, this is the other. This is the stuff that we'd say in front of other people, and they'd be like, "Oh, can I laugh?" <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh my god! Exactly. I'll wait to see his reaction. Yeah, but I I've really enjoyed that, uh, and it's been kind of like a good way to like dust up mm. uh, music knowledge because I, I I when I was in middle school or something. I would go to music lessons, mm-hmm. like to learn how to read uh, music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm still not an expert, but I can find my way, yeah. and that's because of doing it in the choir. Mm-hmm. So that was just that was also nice, and also uh, it was a good way in the beginning to improve my standing because when I yeah because when yeah. I joined um, in 2017. I spoke absolutely no Icelandic, and I remember the very first song on that semester was one one of the Icelandic Thjodla. Yeah. Like one of the one exactly. Of those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Icelandic typical songs. Yeah. And. And when we were in Munich, we had like at least three. Yes, and they were all a cappella. Exactly. So if you messed up, people would notice. Oh. Especially from the tenors. Yeah. <laughs> like, hmm, which one was it? Probably Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind the tape. 
need I say more? <laughs> but, you know, I have to say, because when you say that, I think, okay, so there's two things I want to touch on, which was, um, I wanted to talk about the choir journey and yeah. ask you a question about voices and being queer. Yeah. But first I wanted to begrudgingly <laughs> oh, give what? you a compliment. <laughs> like if you could see him, like oh, his body is just like compressing within himself. Like he just doesn't want to do it. I'm thinking about jumping out the window right now. <laughs> just, just forget I said this. <laughs> no, but when I started, I was really surprised because you were already making jokes and you were like, I was for sure you had been Iceland longer, a lot longer. Um, because I could see that you were speaking Icelandic and you had a blend of English Icelandic, which is very understandable. And you had such personality, which I thought was amazing because for me, it was different. It was a whole different journey. We'll talk about that in another podcast. But you you really like stood your ground. You had personality while speaking Icelandic, which I think says volumes. So I'm not saying anything at this point because I want to soak it all in. <laughs> <laughs> it won't happen again, so let's keep going. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like on the on the one hundredth episode. Like, you will compliment me again. <laughs> yeah. And be like, so this is the last episode, yeah. by the way. <laughs> so if you're listening, if someone ever listens to this, like we have on the 100th episode, we'll do a live show where we would sing. <laughs> and, and Jimmy will publicly compliment me again. <laughs> oh, that would be painful, but I might do it. We'll see. We'll see if we make it to 100. Right. <laughs> We're like episode in, one episode in, and like, what are the fans going to say? Right. <laughs> Who's singing are they going to like more? But with singing, so, because it's interesting for me to hear your journey. God, I, I really hate that word. <laughs> I really do. And as it's coming out of mouth, I'm like, Bleh. You could say your experience. My experience. I say, I'm going to go with it, but I, I'm not satisfied with it. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand. Journey sounds like like it's been like strenuous and, and like epic. And, uh, like, yeah. someone, and then someone is going to do a Hallmark movie on me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Hallmark. <laughs> love to see it but wait it doesn't i was listening to i think a podcast that, that, that talk about i think they were saying they don't have they've never put any gay characters actually where in Hallmark. Hallmark movies of course they have so this will be their opportunity hear that bitches Hallmark yeah. biopic yeah hashtag us <laughs> i'm just saying the two bitches in the microphones but okay so um choir was interesting for me like getting there because i've been so like insecure with the idea of singing for a long time and that for me stemmed from being queer because when i was in school 
it was oh my god the atmosphere just got heavy (laughs) but (laughs) no but so when i was younger my idea of singing in a high voice equated to me being more feminine oh my god we're gonna have a whole nother podcast about femininity homoness everything anyway um it equated to femininity which then put a spotlight on me and when i was younger i didn't necessarily want that spotlight (laughs) (laughs) so i would go home and i would sing all the high notes but when I came to school, I was singing, I was in the second bass. And that was because I was like, I do not. But there's a thing, when I get nervous, it doesn't really happen that much now. But when I get really nervous, my voice drops and it goes like really deep. And so I was a second bass. And then I finished school, um, high school. And was in some musicals and stuff like that and a few choirs in high school. But when I got to college, my choir director there was like, my dear, you are a first tenor. And so it opened up a whole new world for me. And then when I moved to Iceland, I was like, I want to do something that's fun and that will just give me happiness, whatever. And somebody then mentioned that I was working with at the time, uh, the choir. And I thought, that sounds like fun. So I I joined the choir. And it was also like this way for me to learn Icelandic and for me to kind of find my voice more, To, to be like more secure in myself. I think that's what this choir actually has given me, so. Yeah. Join the queer choir. <laughs> this is this is the the biggest uh, advertisement for the, I mean, for the queer choir, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but what you said at the beginning of the remark was oh, look at me, remark. I, I, <laughs> uh, what you said at the beginning there? Yes, Oprah. The <laughs> uh, I I relate I, I relate to that very much because when I was growing up. I uh, would usually get like in in school like I would mm-hmm. get I wouldn't get you know, I wouldn't say make made fun of mm-hmm. but when it came to you know poke fun at people mm-hmm. they would make fun of my tone of voice yeah and and when I was also growing up I I've never you know I've never been so much of a pop listener like, mm-hmm. like I tell you, mm-hmm. back back then, uh, I totally uh, st- strayed away from that <laughs> because that would seem that you were queer in mm. in, in any extent, yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So when I was a teenager, I went the other extreme. Like I went mm-hmm. to like metal and and all of that like the, mm. the more dense and screamier and kind dark, of aggressive yeah the better yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but that's a side of music that has it's it's uh it's always his whole it's whole way oh my god it's whole <laughs> way of of conveying emotion and, and yes. of conveying things 
Mm-hmm. And maybe the back then, it was something that I was like, on one level relating to. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, as I grew older, my music taste st- started to get a bit more watered down, yeah. I, if I would say. Okay. And mm-hmm. and I started to revisit pop, mm-hmm. and and be like, mm, maybe. This was a good pop album. This is nice. Uh, like, and I started to like appreciate. Would you? Because I don't think watered down is fair to say. I think it's maybe like less, more less eclectic. Cre- le- 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 yeah, more eclectic. Yeah. yeah. But it would be like less, less scream, uh-huh. less, less screaming, yeah. less angst. Yeah. I but know, I've yeah. always been a bit of an emo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are wearing black, and some. I, I don't know what symbol is it. It's it's a cute. Is it just a cube? Is it just It's a cube, a cube of my emotions. Leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs> you don't understand me. Oh my God. What was emo? <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I, I would think that was one of the reasons why back then I would just go like to the other extreme of music. Mm. And when I, you know, when I discovered this whole music scene in my hometown mm-hmm. and I and I formed a band, they were all bands that were like rock, mm-hmm. uh, rock bands, like heavy bands were screaming and stuff. And my band, like the last band that I had, it, it turned out to be like a really nice experience mm-hmm. because it was a, a great creative outlet. And I would feel like my voice was very well utilized there because mm-hmm. uh, I, I would just go high AF and and just like use my tone of voice and 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 my ability to reach some high notes to express what the band was trying to convey and your power yeah you've got a lot of power in your voice thank you very much is that (laughs) the second compliment I just did yes oh Jesus you guys hear that (laughs) (laughs) so uh, and that band was really good uh, it was mm-hmm. a really good experience and and i never felt at that point that my being queer mm. or not because back then in a latin american country yeah. that was you know in a in a specific part of my country mm-hmm. uh, a city was my home city is called maracaibo mm-hmm. uh, where the macho stereotype is a thing it's alive and well it's oh, real so when I was in that band, I never felt that that this queer part or not mm-hmm. would be any sort of a factor. Like it would just be like you didn't feel that pressure necessarily. No. It was just like you felt like this it, was, is... it fit the image or so. yeah. No, no, no. And we didn't have like a like a like a very flamboyant image or anything. No, not but, flamboyant. But, but you know, like those big hair bands, like the Rock. That had that you know pushed to have these big sounds and these high notes and yeah something like that. So yeah. maybe fit the kind of the idea of the band. Yeah. Maybe not the image. I'll say. But but I'm trying to say it's like I had found then mm-hmm. this uh, spot where mm-hmm. my voice was uh, w- would fit into the whole yeah. concept and and what the band wanted to to say. Mm-hmm. And and it was nice because because it was a point where it was just about creating music, and not so much about wondering 
hey, why do I, f- why do I find this girl attractive, and why do I also make want to make out with this guy? Mm-hmm. And so I I didn't have that during the time I was uh, creating music. Mm-hmm. But on the other end, since we would write our own music, I I got questions from our band members and people around the band that most of my lyrics of the lyrics that we did as a band were not on like relationships or like love or something, Mm -hmm. but were more of like introspective, like thinking. Mm -hmm. And that was also a decision that was, uh, uh, that was that, that the queer factor had a bunch of, uh, or had a lot of, um, Arif? Yeah, I had a lot of um, weight. Had yeah. a lot of weight yeah. to it. So I decided not to do anything too overly like I like I love you or like I want to touch mm-hmm. someone or and or something like that. Mm-hmm. And just uh, drove all of the things towards me mm-hmm. and towards you know, emotion and introspection mm-hmm. so that the the queer thing would just stay on the sideline. Would just I would just not show it in yeah. the band. Can I ask you? Did your sure. band members know that you were queer? No, they didn't. No. Okay. Because that's what I was wondering. I thought like if they didn't know, then I then maybe they would be like, yeah, okay. Or maybe they knew, but they never asked. Yeah. Because yeah. back then, and this is gonna be a very uh, heavy topic or Mm -hmm. I'm just going to come on and say yeah Mm -hmm. like I don't fully believe in coming out Mm -hmm. in the sense of like telling it to people like I only Mm -hmm. told my mom because I I felt like she needed to hear it from me yeah but when and it was recently I I I did it a year ago Uh revelation oh my my goodness but I've always I've always felt bisexual mm-hmm. and identified as bisexual and once i i came to terms with that yeah i just ran with it yeah but i knew that where i was living it was not something that you could explore yeah yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. i just like used other things to put it in the back burner for a bit mm-hmm. but i was always just like yeah i like this i like that and and i have probably made like comments during the band and with uh, during my time in the band and in my group of friends that would like hint to it mm-hmm. but that was it yeah you never came out and said like this guy's hot or no <laughs> no but I, I was hoping for like an in-band romance story <laughs> sadly no uh, okay they were all they were all back then like my brother, so yeah. yeah, maybe it wouldn't have worked out. No, but I think it's kind of interesting when you say that you went for rock because it also was like admitting to that you like pop would also um, kind of reveal more of your queerness. Yeah, but that <clears throat> that was that was a thing that was a common thread in. In my hometown, exactly. Like if you if you like pop, yeah, then people would think that you may or may not be. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing that it happened for which me is, too. Which and which I didn't is, hide it. <laughs> I mean, I never said it. Which and to I be used honest, to say no, but which to be honest, now in my thirty three going on thirty four, 
I feel like it's very stupid. Like, like the the fact that you like pop or you like rock or you like death metal or whatever, like doesn't define your no, queerness. It doesn't, but that's the thing about being young. Yeah. We're young and stupid and also when you grow up you're also kind of told to be this or that and if you do like this or you do listen to this that can mean that you are this or that yeah especially in like a hyper masculine hyper masculine uh, environment yeah um because my environment wasn't hyper masculine but it was masculine it was like masculine feminine and feminine means woman or gay masculine i guess it did mean lesbians too but it was men <laughs> or lesbians because i was like it just meant men and then i was like well no not necessarily but i like pop music and that was kind of one of the giveaways for some people because i was like buying britney spears sticks uh, stickers and christina aguilera stickers and like collecting them in my yeah. book or whatever but I found so my best friend liked rock music and I was like no I would never listen to it it's like too aggressive um and then I started listening to our rock group like in secret <laughs> <laughs> because at that time too I also thought because I like talked so down to this genre of music that I thought I can't admit to liking it. Yeah. Like I have to just pretend I don't like it. Yeah. But what I found because I when I listened to pop I I felt this kind of softer side of me being um re I related to it, you know, from that side. But when you're also in your teenage years there's this like unrest inside of you at least it yeah. was inside of me you know and so that's what i then heard in this music i heard like somebody else singing about not exactly about what i was going through but i could feel that we were having the same feelings yeah and so that's when my music started to make that change where it was eclectic too because i was just pop and then it was like oh i like rock and then I started discovering so many things, which also connected with my time entering musicals and choir. Because then I discovered, like, the power of voices and what you can do with yeah. your voice. And went into, like, blues and jazz and all that stuff. I mean, when I was a kid, like, when, now that you're touching up on, on musicals and, uh, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. When I was a kid, I was, for like two years... In a elementary school that had a that had a play at the end of the year, mm -hmm. and those were those were the moments where, that I was very much looking forward to at the end of the school year. Mm -hmm. so it was like a, a, a time to just like go somewhere and and go to a to to a theater. And you had like this whole stage thing, and you have mm -hmm. to like memorize lines. The dramatics. The dramatics. <laughs> but that was that was when I was, I guess, in second or third year. Mm -hmm. Then enter, I, I would say until ninety six, ninety seven. Mm -hmm. I would listen to whatever was in the radio, pop. What so, so, uh, 
you know, back then the Spice Girls were a thing. So, oh, yeah. so <laughs> I had the posters. Yeah, I, I was also uh, a, a fan of the Spice Girls yeah. back then, 96, 97. So when it came to like 98, 99 onwards, mm-hmm. I started shifting to more rock because that's about the time where you are like in middle school and yeah. you're like, and you and and puberty starts kicking in, and, yep. and then you're like, eh, maybe what's that? Uh, and you start discovering these things about yourself, and you know, masking things or not. Yeah. So once my once I accepted myself uh, that for the fact that I was bisexual and everything, and mm-hmm. and my musical styles mm-hmm. would those those that were like in the back like came up front and I was like oh yeah. I would just like review them and like yeah yeah I mean like the first album of the Spice Girls is really good I mean for a pop album it's really it's really funky and, and it's mm-hmm. like it feels like more instrumental compared to like uh, albums today like pop albums mm-hmm. today yeah so like I started appreciating them more exactly from then but in my hometown like if you liked pop, for the most part, you it would raise questions about you. Yeah. And, you know, something, I mean, probably because it's a place that's very hot, like Maracaibo is a very hot city. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I remember if people, uh, if, well, if men mm-hmm. would wear cardigans, then that would be like a dead giveaway. That's a gay boy. Yeah. <laughs> and or queer. We'll yeah, say. or queer. Yeah. And... And for the longest time, I just steered away from cardigans <laughs> <laughs> until until I moved to a colder place. I, ta-da! And it's now I can wear all of the cardigans. You can wear all of the cardigans, and you're gonna need to because yeah. the summer's cold. <laughs> and that's not gonna mean anything. Exactly. But, but culturally, like the fact that that piece of cloth. I hate that when like, I think that about piece that. of fabric that you put on yourself, mm-hmm. like. A sweater, it's a sweater with mm-hmm. buttons. Uh-huh. And and they're fucking fabulous. <laughs> and I know this is like pushing the idea that they are telling you that me saying that a cardigan is fabulous is what they're like, see exactly gay boy. But they are nice. And yeah. I mean look at Mr. Roger. Yeah. Didn't he wear cardigans? Yeah, true. He was a national treasure in the States. So he wasn't gay. Yeah. He was just kind. Yeah. But then you come here and and kneading is a thing that everybody does. Yeah. Like it's part of the it's part of the culture mm-hmm. where if you would go back to Venezuela mm-hmm. and you would show interesting kneading, you would be either A a grandma or yeah. two <laughs> queer. Exactly. Or a queer grandma. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but my inner soul is a queer grandma. <laughs> But I can't knit, so whatever. With your cats and your yes. plants. Mm, oh, I have so many plants. <laughs> so many plants. But, but yeah, and and you know, like knitting, it's a it's part of the culture, and and it's okay to like to knit stuff, and to you know, you could knit a cardigan for yourself, and nobody's gonna say anything. Exactly. And or you could buy have one you at knit, the store. The, have you knit a cardigan? No. Okay, I was gonna say because that sounds really hardcore. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a level of of grandma, it, right. or, or queer <laughs> or grandma, an aunt, or aunt. Yeah, 
no, no, it's a, it's a, a grandpa. A grandpa. Yeah, it's it's a level of needing that I haven't gotten no. there yet. Like I I need one like a headband. Okay. For okay. my ears. To okay. Keep my ears warm. That was it. Yeah, because I was gonna say, I, my aunt could do that, but that sounds hardcore. But it would be really cool. Yeah. That's the one thing that sounds cool about knitting. You can just have an idea and create something with your hands. But I, with the idea that fashion defines your um, sexuality, I hate that. But it was so true. It was so completely true. Where Jinko's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted Jinko's so bad. I was very much into Jinko's because the new metal scene was all for them. You know, and the thing, I didn't know it was metal. But I guess when I think about it, I, I probably kind of did. Because when I came to Iceland, one of my best friends, she was in Jinko jeans. She was, she, she was like, I'm goth now. I don't know if she told me she was goth or if I just was like, oh, she's goth. And she had a tongue pierced. So when I went back, I was like, I want my tongue pierced. I want to dye my hair black. My hair is pretty much black anyway, but um, I wanted to never talk to anybody. Like, I was like, I just want to be invisible. That must have been hard for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't fucking work, so there you go. Um, <laughs> I was like, I could have done all of these things except for shut my mouth. Um, and I wanted Jinko jeans so bad. And I remember asking my mom and asking my mom, she's like, I'm not getting you those. And they were kind of expensive, actually. Um, and I remembered, I loved it. They were big and they like dragged on the ground, like the back part, right? Um, and mom was like, I'm not getting you clothes so you can destroy them. That's not going to happen. <laughs> but then for Christmas, I opened a package and it was jeans and I immediately was like, oh my God, Jinko jeans. <laughs> and I opened them and they looked what I thought would be Jinko jeans. But in reality, my thick ass, there was no way they were going to be Jinko jeans. <laughs> like, it just, they weren't actual Jinko jeans. They were maybe some sort of knockoff brand. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and back in Venezuela, I could never afford Jinko jeans. So I got. Knock off once. Yeah. And then you know, my mom was, didn't care. Mm-hmm. But it was my grandma that uh. would just have serious issue with the fact that they would just, you know, run in the ground and mm-hmm. then get and, and get frayed with time and yes. use. And she would, she would threaten with cutting the, those parts. <laughs> and I said, you, no, this is not going to happen. That is the whole story of That's them. That's the whole story of them. Right? And, and I remember when I was in my metal years, I would just go to the, there's like the version of the $1 stores. We need pictures, by the way. Uh, there are no pictures. Oh my God. Because back then it was just mostly film. And so I don't think I've ever had digital pictures of that. I'm so sad. But I will try to find one. I'm it's making probably... images in my head, but I want yeah. confirmation. But I remember uh, I was very much of a... Crafty new metal, <laughs> crafty new metal queen. I don't know if that's the right. He was term. messy since he was young. <laughs> so I would go to the um, 
you know, the version of the dollar stores mm-hmm. in Venezuela. But, you know, inflation, it was not a dollar. It was like a thousand bolivares. So, <laughs> but, you know, like, like Tiger here. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like the, yeah. these stores that sell things that you don't need, but that you want to buy. And then you get up to the register and you're like, oh, this is only going to cost me a thousand kroner. And yeah. then you get up there and they're like, that's 15,000 kroner. I'm like, <laughs> bitch, where? Yeah. But I remember like, because the the whole uh, chains and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, were, were, were expensive to buy mm-hmm. at the at the skate shops. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were like. Oh, my God. Skate shops. Uh, they were designer chains or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I remember going to the dollar store and cutting up um, dog, <gasps> dog chains. No! That's so good. <laughs> and, and putting them oh. like one one end in my keys, just my keychain, and the other end in my wallet. So just like do like this like loopy thing in my back, in my I pants. I take it back. That was not messy. That was a resourceful bitch. Yeah. I like it. That is the way <laughs> to, it should have been done. To quote um, to quote one of the uh, most important philosophers of our decade, um, Monique Hart, <laughs> I, I approached the new middle life with glitter and Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. But, but yeah, I, I would do these things. And... <laughs> And I'd be like, this is my new metal cred. Like, accept me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? But, you know, going back to that. Yeah. When I started the choir, uh, it was also for me like a, like a time to get connected to this country. To, mm-hmm. Because I don't know if, if you've noticed, but being an immigrant in this country, it's not a bad thing, but it mm-hmm. comes with certain difficulty levels so if you don't speak the language your social circle Mm -hmm. will never grow past other immigrants no and for the most part you're gonna have to work double to get ahead and and i I don't mean work more than double yeah and i don't mean get ahead economically or anything but socially exactly Like, like uh like to have people like uh, invite you yeah. to invite you for dinners or stuff mm-hmm. in uh, uh, as an immigrant mm-hmm. it's it's easier if you know the language it is so uh being in the choir and having it my opportunity to learn the language mm-hmm. it was just amazing because it, it also uh got me to uh, got me like, like a tip mm-hmm. to apply for the job that I'm currently in. Yeah, and that's and there my Icelandic uh, skills grew so much. Yes, uh, and also I found out that I can do this thing. Like I, mm-hmm. like I've I'm currently at a kindergarten. I work mm-hmm. at a kindergarten. And I was like, oh, kids, I don't know if I can do that. But, you know, it's either that or going back to communism. So <laughs> <laughs> I will take. Give me the fucking kids. Give me the Come fu- on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will change all of the diapers. 
But then... <laughs> I'm going to go to work and tell them. For the record, I also work at a kindergarten. So it's even more funny. That's the other thing. There's, I mean, not now, but there were so many kindergarten teachers in the choir. Yeah. And, and that's why, by, by knowing people in the choir, mm-hmm. that's how I got to apply to this kindergarten. I mean, uh, I got uh, information that they were looking for. So I applied and I did the whole thing mm-hmm. and I got the job. So I got selected, not because I was connected to somebody in the choir, but somebody told me that they were looking for someone to work at their kindergarten. So I looked it up and I did that. It's it does it's it's not in any way like, like oh because I know this person. Yeah. This person got me into this, into this you, job. You do have to kind of not always, but it's much easier to get a job if you heard it through the grapevine. Yeah, like it doesn't guarantee you're gonna get the job, but you hear more about like a more I would say more of a secure job. Yeah, through people. And if you don't get in socially, then you can't get in economically, to yeah. be quite honest. True. To kind of put it bluntly, because you can get a job at almost any hotel. But like what we're going through now, for me, I feel like it shows how unstable working in tourism is. And unfortunately like any other country in the world, Iceland is also prone to the kind of uh, unfortunate greed of some people. True. So taking advantage of people that are coming here. Yeah. True. But going back to me. (laughs) (laughs) This bitch. (laughs) Now, um, you know, being in a a kindergarten or working there, at the beginning, I would say like the first months, it was like, okay, it's an alternative for... Oh, it's either that or communism. Uh-huh. But I, I, as I as I was there and I and I spent more time there, I realized that I had this this skill for like uh, teaching kids mm-hmm. that young mm-hmm. and relating to them. Yeah. And, and and I had that ability to connect to them and care for them. Sometimes I tell my roommate about that and the and she goes like you care for these kids a lot for being with them for about a year. Like they move on to other dates and to other schools and they forget about you. <laughs> but not completely. That's yeah, not yeah. true. But, but I know what she's saying. Yeah. But she confronts me to that reality and I'm like, no, <laughs> they're always going to remember me. They'll be like, Danilo. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so through, through that, I... I discovered these other things about myself mm-hmm. and you know that's how two years in Iceland have become now four hopefully mm-hmm. eight ten and I'll die here exactly <laughs> so then we can actually have that hundredth episode where Jimmy's going to <laughs> compliment me again <laughs> exactly <laughs> if not you can just give me the microphone and I'll make this a solo thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right no. so um so we've been talking for about an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> oh my god. So it's it's good, but yeah. because this is this is how the podcast is going to be. So yes. if, if you are doing laundry or doing like uh, vacuuming your floors, I don't know if you, you should see the motion that he's making right now. I'm like, 
what the fuck <laughs> is that person doing? I don't know, vacuuming your floors you, you or whatever. Like, if you're doing the laundry or the... Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. But, because or I was driving also, in a car. Oh, driving a car. Yeah, but I, I had... the I don't know why when I was doing like vacuuming the floors, I imagined a Roomba. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the Roomba, you're not using your hand. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting on your sofa looking at the Roomba. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's some Wally shit. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, good movie. Really? Yes. Uh, this is this is this is gonna go to another episode. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like the debate for and against Wally, because I'm totally <gasps> against that movie. You know, we gotta make a list of things <laughs> of movies, and then we'll say for and against, and we'll say why. Because Wally is a for sure yes, because it's a current situation. All those scooters out there. I'm rolling my eyes. My you know eyes what? so hard right now. But yeah. When we saying bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, this has been the very first episode of Listen. The podcast about two guys and their opinions and ideas. Because, son, we love the spotlight. <laughs> so, uh, we'll see you next week. We're yes. going to be trying to yes. record these episodes <laughs> weekly. We're going to put it on record. We're also messy, so please be forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll see you next episode. Yes. Bye, Bye bitch. Thanks for tuning in for this messy episode of Listen. If you want to share the spotlight with us and tell us how you feel... Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at L-S-T-N-P-O-D, Listen Pod. Or send us an email at L-S-T-N-P-O-D at Gmail. Until then, bye, bitch! <laughs>